I felt a real deep connection to these trees and I felt like the trees were teaching me lessons about life. As I watched the journey of this tree, I started to feel as though it was teaching me about the cycles of life. It started to teach me that where I was at that point isn't going to be where I stay. Hey Curl friend, welcome to the Curl Squad's Curl Power Podcast with me, your host, Zoe Fox. This podcast is for women who are looking to see just how good life can get. It's for the women that have been through some stuff, felt pain in life, been through challenges, are perhaps being held back by outdated patterns and limiting belief, but inside there's a little voice that is saying to you, you're worth more than this, life has to get better than this. That little voice inside you is waiting for the opportunity to be heard. So in this podcast, we talk about the highs and lows of life, building resilience, stepping into purpose, discovering your authentic self and essentially seeing just how good life can get. And it all starts with having that inquiring mind. How good can life get? So if you're ready to be freed from the past and step into a most glorious and authentic future, this is definitely the podcast for you. I would love it if you would come and find me on Instagram at zoe.e.fox. I am loving how this community is growing, how I'm being connected with more and more women who are ready to say goodbye to the past and hello to the future. So just briefly, I struggled with my mental health for decades anxiety, depression, PTSD upon PTSD upon PTSD. I was not in a good way. My life was totally dictated to by my anxious mind who ultimately was trying to keep me safe but was actually just like the worst friend you could ever have. I managed to overcome my anxiety, my depression, heal my PTSD It's fair to say I've been putting in the work for a long time now to see not only just how good my mental health could get, but just how good life can get in general. And that comes as a natural side effect once you get out of your own way. I went on to go and study counselling at Birkbeck University of London, graduated from there. That was a big moment for me. I finally stuck to something, completed it, did it. Amazing. Then I went on to really discover who I was, I left behind a 12-year career in banking, which was just the antithesis of everything that I am and everything that I stand for. To go on to discover more about myself, who I really am, what I really want from life and what is most important. And in doing that, I went on to work with some amazing charities, doing some really good work for the soul. Following that, I went on to build an award-winning digital marketing agency with my brother and business partner. From there, I've gone on to do the mum thing after over six years of infertility. I got featured in a Barbie diversity campaign, which was a real poetic moment for me, given just how damaging a lack of representation has been on my life experience as a mixed race woman growing up in the United Kingdom, to now being given an amazing place on the Hay House Publishing Diverse Wisdom Programme. So it's fair to say that life is unlocking step by step and just getting more and more beautiful. And I want that for you too, if you're not experiencing that already. So girlfriend, come, let's go see just how good life can get. 
Ah, friends, what a day, what a day. (laughs) Honestly, it has been a hell of a morning. The last two episodes, I've had a lot of feedback about just how positive I sound. And I'm still on a high. Um, After an amazing weekend with the Hay House publishing team at the Writers Weekend in Edinburgh. As I sit here trying to focus on recording this podcast, there's somebody outside the studio with tools banging and using power tools. I'd already started recording the episode when somebody started using some power tool. I got up to go and see, to ask them to be quiet because I'm recording, tripped over the wire on my computer, unplugged it. My computer is so dead, it needs to be plugged in to operate. So once I tripped over the wire, took off its life support machine, it died. I lost my episode. I'm just like, what is life today? Drove to the studio, couldn't find a, couldn't find a parking space anywhere. I'm, I've got a disability. I can't walk very far. So I'm just like, you know what? I may as well just go home. Then I thought, you know what? <sighs> Deep breath. A parking space is going to come up. Drive around the block and something's going to open up for you did that sure as anything somebody started pulling away just as I arrived I was like yes thank you thank you pulled into the space and got out and bless there's a guy who works here called Pepe so sweet he sees me struggling with my sticks and um, he opens all the doors for me not only does he just open the front door he comes into the building opens the lift door for me gets me up to the floor just It's little things like that at moments when you're just feeling a bit meh that really go a long way. Living with a disability, for me, in my experience, is I always try to do the best regardless of my physical circumstances. But let's be honest, it's a major inconvenience for me. I've had a whole life of being able to move with ease and have my freedom to do what I want and go where I want since this since my spinal cord injury hit me two and a half years ago life hasn't been the same I'm very restricted as to how far I can walk and what I can do because of my mobility that it can be quite frustrating so I had this amazing weekend with Hay House came back home and despite the highs and the accomplishment there's the very real aspects of living with a spinal cord injury so the pain and the fatigue and it's really hard to shake off the fatigue it's not like I can just rest for an afternoon and then I'll be back to normal tomorrow it sort of accumulates which is really frustrating because I'm at a point in my life when I just want to go 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 there's so much to do and so much to achieve but I really feel like I'm being held back by my body which causes great frustration for me Uh, yesterday I had a session with my physio I push myself in physio there's reminders of how much progress I've made and then there's also reminders of how far I've got to go it's easy to focus on how far I've still got to go and sometimes less easy to just be grateful and appreciative for the progress I've made it's because my head when it comes down to my injury is still focused somewhat in the future at a place where hopefully I can move with more ease and less pain. One of the things I do to help me cope with my disability and the physical challenges I face is by really working on my mindset, focusing on meditation. Meditation for me is 
a great way to manage my pain because the truth is I'm never out of pain this is one of the annoying things for me it is constant I haven't had a day in the last two and a half years where I've not been in pain right amazingly when I was at the Hay House weekend I was on such a high I barely noticed the pain but it doesn't mean it's not there so in my head I'm raring to go life is laid out in front of me with all its possibilities for me to go and to take but my body's like slow down and that can be hard I mean the reality is stuff comes up in life stuff that we can't control feelings and emotions that we can't always control but it's how long we allow ourselves to sit there I think it's really important to acknowledge how we feel when it's less than ideal when it doesn't feel good when we're in the dark space it's important to acknowledge what brought us there there's things inside us that are wanting to be acknowledged and felt so it's important that we do that and I am a positive person but I'm not about toxic positivity I'm not about smiling all the time despite not feeling great it's important for us all to acknowledge the light and the shade in life for me I choose to lean towards the light so even when I'm in a period of shade I'm always looking at now how I can lean into the light how I can bring more light back into my life because I prefer to live in the light whereas for decades I was living in the darkness because I was unconscious of my mental health the impact that my life experience had had on my mental health which all started with the death of my boyfriend very suddenly totally unconscious of my experience I was living so deeply within my depression and anxiety I couldn't see the wood for the trees I thought my anxious thinking brain was me my anxious thinking brain was so rigid it made life really uncomfortable ultimately it was trying to keep me safe but it ended up totally sabotaging my life to the point where it was trying to keep me so safe it wouldn't even let me leave the house because everything was perceived to be a danger or a risk or you know a risky situation and that all came about with the very sudden death of my boyfriend life was safe up until that point I'm not saying life was always easy I had my challenges at school and stuff like that but it was it was generally safe when he died suddenly just like that in front of me and there was nothing I could do to save him my perception of the world changed my brain then got stuck at that point of time where it was like nothing is safe something can go wrong at any point of time you need to be safe you need to be prepared because I was so unprepared for that how can you be at 18 prepared for your 22 year old boyfriend to suddenly drop down and die in front of you I don't think there's any preparing for that so I became stuck in time so I've been putting in work consistently to get myself out of that space I'm no longer prisoner to my anxious mind so what I am grateful for now is to be able to have times where I'm not feeling so good and to be okay with that. We're human. We are here. I believe my soul has brought me here to have a human experience. That means experiencing all the highs and lows of life. 
but I like to see life as a game. It's like, how can I find more enjoyment in this situation? It's like, yeah, I'm sad. Like today, you know, yesterday I worked so hard in physio that I didn't sleep very well last night because I was in a lot of pain and I could barely walk today because I, I overdid it. Classic me trying to overachieve all the time. And in honesty, I am fed up with my physical limitations. I am. There's nothing I can do to control that. There's nothing I can do to change that. The one thing I do have control over is how I choose to view the experience. This morning I had a little cry. I was feeling mighty sorry for myself. My husband hates it when I say sorry for myself because he's like, you need to just honour that, you know, you have been through a really traumatic time that's having a, a long-term impact on your life. It's not about feeling sorry for yourself. So, you know, I don't know what the, a better way to explain it is, but sitting in the sadness, essentially, I was well and truly sitting in my sadness today. I'm like struggling to put one foot in front of another. And at times it can be hard to dig deep when it feels like everything's going wrong, like today, you know. But then there's little moments of stopping, taking a breath and being like, okay, let's expect a more positive outcome from here. And then I got my parking space and then Pepe was there to help me, God bless him. The one thing that I am in control of is how I interpret every given moment. It was majorly inconvenient for me then when somebody started using a power tool at an hour they're not supposed to in the building. And then I tripped over my laptop and lost my whole episode. <laughs> you know, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go home. And I was like, no, you know, sit down, use it as a lesson, use it as a talking point. I'm sure there's other people out there listening to this that can relate to the fact that life doesn't always go how we want it to go. But what can we do to turn it around? After my injury, I came home to my flat, was like 40 stairs to get into my flat. We'd only just moved in, literally like three weeks before I ended up getting my spinal cord injury. So the house was still in boxes, you know, things weren't organised. Less than ideal, living all the way up these stairs when I could barely walk. One of the things that always used to really ground me and centre me was being in nature. When I was going through my mental health challenges, me and my husband would always go into nature and that would allow me to just get really present, connect with the nature around me and just really anchor myself into the present moment. So it was really frustrating for me when I came out of hospital that I wasn't able to just get up and go and get into nature. I had to make the best of what I could do with what I had. So I've got this chair, right? It's called a perching stool. It's an ugly little chair that's given to you by occupational therapy, which I use in the kitchen because I can't stand for too long. So it enables me to sit at the sink and get the washing up done or, you know, sit down and to prepare meals and stuff. So I move this little seat by the window because there's a certain point during the day when the light comes through and it's just there's just a really beautiful warmth from the sun. So I position my chair by the window for this point of this point in the day where I could just sit and feel the sun on my skin. Outside the window there's these three trees as well that if I reached out I could have touched at this point of time. And bearing in mind it was like March when I came out of hospital. So there were no leaves on the trees. It was still very much in winter mode. But every day I would 
bring my perching stool to this point in the window so I could just feel the sun and feel connected to nature again. I started observing these trees. I started noticing change in these trees, very slow, very incremental changes. Buds started forming. I watched these tiny buds grow into big buds. And then when the tree was ready, the buds started to unfurl and the leaves started to slowly unfold and go from sort of flimsy, very light colored leaves into stronger, deeper green leaves. So I became really connected to the life cycle of this tree. I felt a real deep connection to these trees and I felt like the trees were teaching me lessons about life. As I watched the journey of this tree, I started to feel as though it was teaching me about the cycles of life. It started to teach me that where I was at that point isn't going to be where I stay because just by the very nature of life situations evolve much like the tree going from bare in the winter to full in the summer to the point then where its leaves drop off and it goes into rest mode until it's ready to give birth again to new buds and new life so I was following this tree and just thinking you know what it's really teaching me a lot so this would be my new space where I would come and I'd meditate every day. I'd connect to the energy of the tree and just really acknowledge what it was teaching me about being present for one, noticing for two, cycles for three. And then in, f in the autumn when the leaves fall and it's okay to shed old bits of you that are no longer serving you. It's a natural part of the cycle of life to grow, change and evolve. It taught me about making the most out of what you've got, even when things feel bleak. It taught me about gratitude. It taught me about how I could be grateful, even in the face of feeling like I'd lost it all. You know, the body that I knew, my career, everything that I've been working towards. I felt like I'd lost everything. But then I started to become grateful. I started to become grateful for this moment in the sun by these trees. I started to feel grateful for, for the connection that I had with these trees. Grateful for the beauty that it delivered right to my window when I wasn't able to get anywhere else. So it really enabled me to start changing my perspective of my experience. Instead of sitting there and dwelling in the pain and negativity and all of the depressing aspects that come with having a sudden life-changing experience into looking at how I could find the beauty in the simplicity of life. I think we get so caught up or it's easy to get so caught up in the day-to-day -day of life and that we become really disconnected from nature. And actually, when you take the time to slow down and connect with nature, you realise just how many cycles there are within life you know, as sure as you have ups, you're going to have downs. One thing I love about nature is that it doesn't care about the isms and schisms that we do, like, you know, that crop up within our anxious minds and 
the tensions that come with being a human and having this human experience. Nature does its thing regardless. The moon goes from full to new, predictably, every month. The moon has its cycle, the tide comes in and goes out. The tide doesn't care about, you know, what shopping needs to be done or where I want to be in five years' time or da da da. The tide does its thing regardless, just like the trees, just like the seasons. There's so much we can learn from nature if we just slow down. And as women as well, you know, we have our own monthly cycle. And that could be another key component as to why I'm feeling slightly more emotional the last couple of days as to what I would at another given point during my cycle. Because I know personally for me, I do have a couple of days pre-cycle where I do feel more emotion I can notice myself feeling a little bit more snappy and that's fine because we're human and it's just honoring that you know what this is a natural part of my cycle just as the body sheds what it needs to shed we need to be able to process our emotions shed our emotions allow us allow ourselves to feel because being a human it's a very full-on feeling sensory experience I love looking at the moon when it's full. But it's not about trying to get the moon to stay full all the time because that's when it's at its most beautiful, as far as I'm concerned. The moon has to follow due process. Just like with roses, that was something else I used to do before my injury. I used to love going on spring walks. There's a certain point during spring where all the roses start coming to fruition in all their beauty. But... The petals don't last all year round. There are cycles that nature has to go through, just like we have to go through. Allow yourself to sit with your feelings of sadness, but know when it's time to start the process of transitioning into another part of your cycle of experience. It's like day and night. You know when the sun rises in the morning, it's gonna set in the evening. Nature. All around us is following these cycles. It's showing us that we can do the same, but we get so caught up in the human experience that, you know, we want to be up all the time. Or if we're down, we don't necessarily know how to bring ourselves back up. There's lots of things you can do to help you to come back into the present moment and connecting with nature is one of them. If you're having a period at the moment where you are feeling a little bit down, take a little nature walk. We're coming into a time of the year that is going to be particularly beautiful as the leaves start to shed. This could be an interesting time for you to start having a little think about. What are you shedding this autumn? We're going to be going into a period of incubation soon where it's going to be cold and it's going to be dark and a lot of plants and trees are going to look quite lifeless. But there's still a lot of energy being stored and ready to bloom when the spring comes. So what are you shedding this autumn as you go down into the dark of winter to incubate, ready to bloom again in the spring? What energy are you gonna be bringing to spring that you can evolve as we go into summer? So when you go through a season where you might be feeling in a funk, whether it's lasting an hour, a day, two, three or four, there's lots of things you can do to help encourage yourself gently into a spring where you start to feel the benefits of the light 
when you start growing towards the light some of the things that I like to do you already know if you're a regular listener of this podcast is journaling journaling for me is such a great way to express myself to transmute energy that might be living pent up inside putting pen to paper is a great way to help that energy flow onto the page and to move its way out of your body some of the other things i like to do like i've just alluded to is observe nature go somewhere beautiful even if you can't get anywhere beautiful you know if you're stuck at home like i've been for a long time what can you notice out your window just allow yourself to connect to something in nature and to become really present even if it's just looking out of your window up into the clouds notice how the clouds they don't just stay stuck do they the clouds are constantly moving shapes evolving transforming something else that is quite nice to do is if you're feeling a bit tense you're feeling a bit meh you're not feeling great have a bath or a shower allow being in that body of water to cleanse you i like to visualize being cleansed by this body of water and then you can watch it going down the plug hole melting away all your stresses and worries if you've got some essential oils that you can introduce into your bathroom ritual to help enhance your senses again really connects you into the present moment i'm trying to get all deep about how to connect with yourself and there's someone outside with a sander which is (laughs) ah breathe and connect to the present moment (laughs) always someone out there trying to sabotage your good vibes (laughs) right girlfriend i hope there's a couple of things in there that can help you bring yourself back to the present moment and out of your sadness anxiety or worry but also know that it is okay to have feelings of sadness and anxiety and worry We're humans here having a very human experience and we're here to support each other through it, right? Man outside, Sandin is not going away anytime soon. So I'm going to leave it here and sending you nothing but love. We're in this together, the highs and the lows. We've got this, whatever gets thrown our way. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. If you think it's going to resonate with anybody you know, I would love it if you'd share it with them. I love the way that women are saying to their friends, oh, you need to check out this podcast. You need to check out this podcast. And that's how it's growing. I love that. Nothing like word of mouth. If you do appreciate the content, there's a way that you can support me as an independent creator. It's called Buy Me A Coffee. The link is in the show notes. That's buymeacoffee.com forward slash curl squad. That would be deeply appreciated. You can also leave a review, which honestly my heart sings when I see a little review pop up on the um, on the account. It really means a lot to me that the podcast is connecting with you. So if you want to leave a review and you've got an iPhone, just know it truly makes my heart sing. I'm very grateful. Thank you. You can also leave a like a star rating on spotify if you are ready to say yes to a new season and to the best version of you we can schedule in a call i work on a one-to-one basis with women to help them just decode the things that have been holding them back so that they can really step into a more positive and empowered future i use practical tools 
as well as intuition to help you really get to the next level of your life. Right, Carl friend, Sandy man's outside and he's really not giving it up. So I'm going now because <laughs> it's really hard to concentrate. Big love. Peace out. Thank you for coming on this journey with us and I will catch you next week. <laughs>